I think it's day number eight. If, okay. if we're seven. Yeah, I think so. Um, and the reason I think that is that all of this really happened last Wednesday night, a few hours after we recorded the last podcast. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Ugh. All right. So it has now been a full week without the NBA. Um, a little less than a week without the NHL, MLB, any discernible sport whatsoever. Derek, how are you getting along, dude? It's been a very weird week, especially because, I mean, as we were talking about, it felt like we had so much to look forward to. You know, the Colorado Buffaloes were going to be playing in the NCAA tournament this week. With any luck, I was going to be at one of those games today or tomorrow. And they were going to lose to – if they won their first game, they were going to lose to one of the number one seeds in the first round – or in the second round because it looked like they were going to be an eight or nine seed. Uh, what a privilege that would have been. Um, we'll get more to the bus because I do have a few more thoughts on them. But no abs and no nuggets and not knowing if or when they're coming back is, is really hard considering just the suffering as sports <laughs> fans we've had over the past – five to ten years yeah dude um well first this is the intro i'm quinn i'm derek and welcome to the denverse uh, this is the first time we are uh streaming via video our uh, podcast and we've talked about doing this before we're still figuring out the kinks uh but as both uh quinn and i are both in social distancing self-quarantine mode out of an abundance of precaution for all of our friends and family. Uh, this seemed like the, the best way to, to show how to do it. Yeah, and as fun as Netflix is, it doesn't talk back to me. So um, glad to have some type of social interaction whatsoever. Um, and although the world of sports has come to a grinding halt, there's still actually a whole lot happening. Yes, and as we've sort of talked about more on the side than on this podcast like when we talk about the Denver like this is a sports podcast but we really have talked about like what are the Denver issues that eventually we'd like to address because we really feel like we want to be a conversation about the Denver community through the lens of sports and now that sports is gone I think we're really looking at at how all of this affects everyone not just the Denver sports fans yeah, I mean, we are in a global pandemic, and um, it's interesting as the social distancing and self-quarantines, if not actual mandated quarantines, come into effect, um, the world has gotten a little bit smaller because the focus has now been on kind of one thing. And I mean, the multitude of experiences, but all punctuated by one topic, which in my lifetime, I don't know if it's ever been that clear. Yeah, I mean, you think about, like, big events in our life, and, like, the conversation has always been about that for a while. I'm thinking about Columbine and 9-11 and Aurora here and Katrina, where it's like, that's all you could think about. But it wasn't affecting everyone in the same way. And this is, in a lot of ways, affecting everyone in the same way and then there are a few people that it's affecting a lot worse than it is us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just looking back on our previous podcasts, 
just how quickly this sentiment has changed. And I think for the you and I, we've taken it more serious than some folks have. Uh, but it now seems inevitable that this is going to become the biggest story of our year. Or like, I pray to God this is the biggest story. Um, in a year that started with uh, some light discussion about World War III and then the death of Kobe, Australia on fire, that this really seems like an untoppable experience. Um, and it's an election year. And it's an election Bro, coming out of this, I don't, I don't even know if I can care about the election. Um, but, <laughs> gosh. Yeah, and the year's not even close to over. Um, like hopefully, so there will be an actual get to be outside. And summer is usually when the news uh, cycle really picks up. So, we shall see. I, I kind of wanted to go back just to last Wednesday for a minute. Um, so two weeks ago when we recorded, we talked about the possibility that we weren't going to be able to go to games in the playoffs and how, you know, the upsetting that was going to be, you know, a small, a small price to pay in our lives, but still like reasonably upsetting given how much we care about sports, which is, you know, a trivial thing, but still like we've, we've decided to invest our time in it. Yeah. But to just for my own memory, Last Wednesday was when they were talking about hosting games without fans. Yeah, so when we recorded the podcast, the NCAA had just announced that they would be hosting the tournament without fans. Yes, yes. And the, the Golden State Warriors were set to play the first game without fans the next day. Right, because at that point, it was still like Seattle and the Bay Area seemed to be the most affected places. Yes. And so we left. I did a couple things. I was starting to edit the podcast, got that mostly done, and turned on the Nuggets on ESPN. What were you doing that evening? Um, I had actually planned a family night, so I was going to actually not watch that Nuggets game. Um, but I was listening to it a bit on the radio on my way home and then got home. And then got a, I think I saw like on Reddit or somewhere that um, the Oklahoma City Utah game had been abruptly suspended. And you know, see, throwing the words abruptly, it's all your ears perk up like, what? Um, And the assumption at that point was like, well, it certainly has something to do with coronavirus. And then the rumor popped up that yeah a player probably Rudy Gobert had tested positive for the virus and that's when I immediately was like oh this is the last Nuggets game I'm gonna get to watch in a long long time let alone like be in person for uh so I begged um uh forgiveness for my family I was like I have to turn on this basketball game and then very quickly it was reported, yes, confirmed that he did test positive and then that, oh, snap, the league has been suspended and that they were playing out the rest of the game. And it was just, it was such a weird atmosphere after that, watching it. And for me, it was like, oh, I'm so impacted by this decision to cancel games. But even then, it didn't 
necessarily have a personal impact on me outside of just being an extreme fan. So yeah, the timeline, I'm like the, the clock started to tick for me at that moment. Like, Oh, this is now really real. Well, and I think that most of the country, that was the moment. And I'll get to, to that in a minute because I was watching the ESPN broadcast, but I was kind of half paying attention. It was in the first half of the game. And, you know, I like want to know what's going on, but also first half of an NBA game rarely decides an NBA game. So I was, I was on Twitter. I saw the Gobert news and then they cut in because it was on an ESPN broadcast, which thankfully we were allowed to watch the last Nuggets game on a television because You're it was right. on ESPN. So Scott Van Pelt breaks in with Adrian Wojnarowski's tweet about the game. Uh, you know, there was some issues there. And then within like 10 minutes, everything fell apart. And within this period for me, there were three things that happened. So first, Donald Trump announced that he was cutting off the country from Europe. That assessment from him turned out to be wildly exaggerated at the time, but that set off a panic. And mm-hmm. Then Tom Hanks tweeted that he had coronavirus in Australia. And then the tweet came across that the NBA season was suspended until further notice from Adrian Wojnarowski. And it was so bizarre also watching this on ESPN as I was watching it on Twitter. And the best way that I can describe it is when you listen to the old uh, Orson Welles War of the Worlds, where oh, you're, wow. you're listening and it's like, you know, this is an old radio broadcast now from the Mercury Theater in New York. Here's some jazz music. And then they break in and they're like, something seems to be happening in Oklahoma City and the players aren't on the ice. And then they're like, back to jazz music. In our case, it was just the NBA. And then they've suspended it. And then like the realization that all of this was falling apart. And I felt very lucky because uh, I believe Tom Rinaldi was the reporter on that broadcast and Doris Burke was the uh, was the color commentator, and it felt like the right people to sort of take you through this as we were watching the last basketball game of the season. Yeah, they're calm, measured. I mean, Doris Burke is a national treasure. Uh, and unfortunately, then the Nuggets kind of fell apart and they lost that game, kind of got blown out at the end there. Um, but it was really one of the few games that I watched with a different perspective that the final score was not the point. And uh, it was just a realization like, oh, yeah, the the world is changing very quickly right in front of our eyes. Um, and I think what was kind of scary was like, wow, and no one, no one, none of our leaders really understand what's happening, that they are making decisions as on the fly as anyone else. And like as big of an organization as ESPN is, as big an organization the NBA, that they were in discussions about something that is not discussed in like off-season meetings. Like, what is our pandemic plan? Like, all of this was a mad scramble, and you're looking towards the federal government, but then state, local governments. Like, okay, so what do we do here? What are the rules? And then it felt very, it was like, and eh, we got to pull the plug right now because we have no idea what to, what else to expect. And from that one, oh, well, the two diagnoses, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, which kind of crazy that you get 
two of your all-stars to get sick. Um, then it's taken several days. The fact that, like, not every team has been tested yet uh, fully because the U.S. doesn't have enough tests to do so. But now we know Kevin Durant um, tested positive. Christian Wood of the Detroit Pistons tested positive. Um, it's just like – and I think three other Nets players who have yet to be named – one, that's a solid squad of players that Corona's got. Um, but, like, even last Wednesday, that timeline's not finished because there's still fallout from, like, we don't know how many of our favorite sports stars may be the face of this pandemic. And, I mean, I think that Wednesday afternoon, I just never saw a scenario where we were going to go months without sports. And I know that that sort of seemed like naive, but I, right after the Nuggets game, the Avs were playing. So I watched the Avs and I was like, I really should have gone to this game because this is the last game. And of course the NHL took as long and made the process as painful as possible to suspend their season. They were like, we're going to talk about it. And then they're like, okay, don't do anything until we talk about it. And then they're like, okay, we're going to suspend the season. Even though it was a foregone conclusion that one league can't suspend its season and then everyone else plays on with the risk of someone getting coronavirus. Especially not in the same building. No, and like the fact that if Gobert, if Gobert hasn't te- didn't test positive, we would have had sports for a while longer. But that just like set off a chain reaction where no one could avoid it. And then the CU Buffaloes played the last basketball game of the night in what turned out to be the last completed basketball game. Uh, there was a game the next day in one of the tournaments that was suspended at halftime. But otherwise, the Colorado Buffaloes lost the last basket NCAA basketball game of the 2020 season, which in trivia, like if in Jeopardy, this was a question like, you know, <laughs> were, they, were they national champions? No, it was just coronavirus. But I was – there are a lot of things that I'm, you know, I'm disappointed about if – if the NHL and NBA don't complete these seasons, I'm going to be disappointed because you only get so many play uh, championship window years. But for the Buffaloes, if they had not lost the last five games of their season and instead won them and were buy, vying for a top four seed, I would be devastated right now. But they kind of gave us a gift by losing their last five games. We don't have to wonder what would have happened if they played in the tournament. They were going to lose if they played in the tournament. Totally. They – did us a favor by killing all hope and momentum, um, which really like tampered our expectations. Because yeah, at one point it was the Oregon game that they played in Oregon. Like at halftime, they looked like definitely the best team in the Pac-12, and like okay, you know, this is a four-four real team, and uh, they couldn't fight past Oregon's full-court press, and I think they didn't win a game after that almost. Um, so, yeah, like, silver lining in the uh, Buffs basketball season starting to suck is that we didn't have to get our expectations wildly high only then to have us essentially blue-balled by um, the suspension of the season. It's – I mean, I think that's – that story is a quintessential Denver's story, like filled with hope and then wacky shit happens and now we're here like, well, I guess it could have been worse. It still sucks, but it could have been worse. 
And so that was not the end of our sports journey because we decided to go to the opening of the DNVR bar, which uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, DNVR used to be called BSN, is a sports media and now lifestyle site that um, that decided to open a bar. It's at uh, York and Colfax and is currently doing takeout. And so we go to a bar. We went because, uh, you know, we have a few friends in the media that, you know, I wanted to support. And we go and we're just sitting there among sports people and just watching these TVs that don't have sports on them on sports channels, except for some car racing. And just like trying to comprehend what, what all of this means. Yeah. I mean, that was, yeah, like it is hard to fathom how unfortunate the timing is for the opening of a truly Denver centric sports bar. I think for a lot of Denver fans, um, around the city, there's nothing more maddening than going to a sports bar and either the Nuggets are playing, or the Avs are playing, Rockies are playing, and the five different TVs in the bar are showing, yeah, like car racing or anything besides the local sports team on the time you should be watching that. And so DNVR will be, speaking in the affirmative, um, future tense will be a place when a Denver fan can walk into the bar and know that there's going to be support and fandom for their team there. But holy hell, they, their opening was Friday, mere hours after the cancellation of all of the sports teams. Um, and then, of course, then several days later, the governor and mayor then governor's mandate that restaurants are closed for in-store dining for a hot minute. I think it's like eight weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It's till May. Till May. Dude, this is the time capsule episode. Like hopefully we can look back in a year and be like, wow, that actually did happen. The normal life we're living now is it's a blessing that we're back to living a normal life because it's so crazy what we're going through March 19th, 2020. Um, I hope we come back to some level of normalcy because this is so out of any frame of reference or understanding that, yeah, so shout out to DNVR. want to support them in every way possible. They had really good chicken wings, so I might have to take some take up from them uh, this weekend. Yes, and they're uh, for those of you that are looking for like outlets for your need to watch sports. They're doing uh, watch parties um, through Twitch, and so last night they showed Game One of the 2001 Stanley Cup Finals. Joe Sakic, if possible, is better than I remember him, and uh, the first game of the 2009. NBA playoffs for the Denver Nuggets and Chauncey Billups, if it's possible, is better than I remember him in that game. <laughs> and they're doing other things like that. They're also uh, have started a gaming uh, part of their site and uh, they are doing a live stream every other night of Love is Blind, the Netflix hit. So if you need to watch Love is Blind, uh, you can watch with them. They're about split. Um, the other thing that I will say that I never thought would happen is that we would get to April 
or I guess it's only March. We would get to March, March Madness, most exciting time of the year with all of the, the various sports, baseball about to start. And I would be excited to read about NFL free agent news. Usually the bane of my existence. Like, why are people talking about the NFL in the most sports-rich time of the year? Hallelujah for <laughs> NFL free agency news to just give us something to talk about. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it has been as crazy a timeline as the rest of the world. Um, of course, the marquee um, signing is Tom Brady, the Tom Brady, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like, what? How? Those... I saw that they're going back to their old 80s, 90s jerseys, too, so it's going to be an even weirder jersey. Um, it's just – it's unbelievable. The Super Bowl's in Tampa Bay, so Tom Brady's trying to get the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to a Super Bowl in their home, home arena. And I told, I told you before the show, but just to reiterate, if we're in the darkest timeline, the Super Bowl will be somehow, even though it seems impossible, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the New England Patriots. I mean – yeah. Being a sports fan is nothing but the sounds that I just made. The, yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that is, I think the hilarious thing is that, so the Patriot empire is finally, finally crumbling, but of course, either going to sign someone or draft a quarterback who's going to still write the ship and Belichick's dark magic is still going to carry them through the AFC East. And yeah, into the Super Bowl against Tom Brady. Uh, that storyline, it's – I don't even know if it's the most entertaining sports – the most entertaining storyline, the most magical storyline, but it really is the storyline that this wacky-ass world deserves. And I will sit there watching very begrudgingly. Who do you root for in that situation? I, I don't know. It's – if you think about it as Belichick versus Brady, I think I would root for Belichick just because I respect him more than I respect Brady. Um, huh. But I can't see myself rooting for the Patriots, so I guess it would have to be Tampa Bay or hoping that uh, the coronavirus just makes it so we don't have an NFL season. I guess if, if that's how you tell me it's going to end, I'm okay if we, we take a year off. Yeah, that's fair. Like If the – you shake the eight ball and that's what it lands on, then just throw it all the way. I mean, for me, uh, for me, okay, so Tom Brady, he's the biggest villain in this storyline. But then you have Belichick, Robert Kraft, and every Patriots fan in existence. I feel like those three entities outweigh the evil of the single entity and add on that Tampa Bay has a pirate ship in their stadium, which I just feel like whoever performs for the Super Bowl is going to incorporate the pirate ship in some way. And uh, for that reason, I'll vote for Tampa that I'll root for them. Um, not happily, quite, quite begrudgingly, but... Yeah, I'm resigning myself to that experience come February 2021 because why not? Why shouldn't we assume the absolute grossest? 
do you have any any final thoughts before we we end this first streamed podcast um well as begrudging as we sometimes are to talk about them uh the broncos uh did sign uh aj bouye they got in a trade and jarrell casey defensive lineman from tennessee uh and Justin Simmons has got the franchise tag. So it will be exciting with a healthy Bradley Chubb, hopefully a rejuvenated Von Miller, that the Denver defense is something to actually look forward to um, come the start of the NFL season, whenever that happens. And, of course, a mile-high salute farewell to uh, Chris Harris Jr., who signed with the Los Angeles Chargers after nine seasons with the Broncos. Um, time the longer we live the weirder things will be in sports because so many familiar faces are going to change teams or leave the league uh but chris harris jr he was a staple of the organization super cool dude um happy he got his money yeah i mean he will definitely be missed and i mean an all-time great bronco uh one one of the best we've ever had someone that we're going to think deserves to be in the hall of fame and hopefully others will come around to it as the years go on. Also, uh, Joe Flacco is no longer a member of the Broncos organization. He was released on a failing his physical. Apparently he's not all, all put together. Uh, so they're going to free up some cap space there. Some more moves coming and also some quarterback. I did absolutely no research. I just saw his name named Driscoll is now your backup quarterback for the Broncos. So we'll have lots of time to talk about him in future <laughs> weeks. Sure. Th- yeah. Welcome to the team, Jeff Driscoll, and a very limp-handed my salute to Joe Flacco for his like six games of service this season. The Broncos only have one Super Bowl MVP left now. Oh boy. <laughs> so I we definitely want to do this again. Uh, we're hoping maybe we can do a live stream next time. I think that the topic that I I think we should discuss in depth next time is. How does this alter the way that we consume sports, how we gather in groups when you just think about restaurants, venues, live theater, all this thing, like how is this actually in real time, both shaping our world now and how does this shape our world in the future? So if you have some thoughts on that, uh, feel free to reach out to us. You can do so on uh, Facebook at the Denver sports on Twitter at the Denverse, or uh, most of you probably know how to get in contact with one of us otherwise. Yeah, uh, just our lines. Yeah, um, but that's, that's sort of where we think we're heading. Um, well, I just want to say, everyone, stay safe out there. Uh, keep social distancing. I know it, I mean, this is hard. Um, feel free to reach out to anyone if you're just feeling like you need someone to talk to. So please feel free and, and uh you know, I, I know that, that Quinn and I are both, you know, going through a lot here, but uh, definitely want to send our, our love and support to everyone out there. Yeah, absolutely. Stay safe. Stay at home if you can, please. Um, and yeah, the world is changing, but I'm up for the challenge and excited to see the better future we can create out of this. Well, until next time, I'm Derek. And I'm Quinn. See ya. Peace.